Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. This episode is brought to you by John Cat Educational, a leading independent publisher with six decades of experience supporting teachers and school leaders. Learn about research-based, easy-to-use professional development books for your entire faculty by visiting us.johncatbookshop.com. This podcast is one of the podcasts that I recorded at FETC earlier this year. If you would like to have me come out and speak at your conference or at your district, please go to jethrojones.com and you can connect with me there. Thanks so much. Enjoy this interview. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This is episode 327, and I am excited to have Katie Blunt and Camille Cole who are former colleagues of mine, yay, yay, on the podcast. So Katie and Camille, welcome. Katie, do you want to introduce yourself first and then Camille? Sure. Um, I'm Katie Blunt. This is my 11th year as an educational technology specialist. And before that, I taught sixth graders. Love that age group. And I'm excited to be here. It's been a long time since we've been able to see you, Jethro. I know. So this is here fun. we are. Good. Camille? Yeah, so I am also an ed tech specialist at the Canyon School District. I've actually worked with Katie since the beginning. We joke we're the last two standing in our department from the original. But through that time, I've worked kind of all over. I've been in the elementary, the high school. I worked with our virtual high school, which is funny because I joke that it's given me street cred in the high school (laughs) arena. They all think I have high school experience when, in fact, it was the virtual experience. But yeah, so I think I'm in my... 13th or 14th year of teaching. Jeez, wow. I can't remember exactly, but started as a fifth grade teacher and now here I am. Yeah, very cool. So for those of you listening, Katie and Camille and I all worked in Kang's district uh, together when it was first created in 2009. And we had a great time, lots of fun. And we just happened to meet each other at FATC again, which was cool. Didn't know you guys were coming. You didn't know I was coming. So this was a <laughs> serendipitous moment. I may have stalked you on on, on Twitter. That <laughs> That's <weird>? all right. <laughs> No, it's totally normal. Everybody does it. No shame. So you guys are both ed tech coaches and have been for a long time. So you've, and you were good when you started a long time ago. So what is your advice for a principal uh, who has an ed tech coach in in their building and what should they be using that person for? You want to start? Well, I was just thinking there, I think with the different people who might be listening, there are different ways that ed tech coaches are set up. We actually have over the years experienced a lot of different ways that our coaches have been set up. So we went through a transformation of going from being in the IT department to being our own ed tech department. And now we're part of our district's curriculum department. We also have gone from doing everything from being in schools and running district ed tech projects to now where we've split into two teams. And Camille and I are on the specialist team doing district level projects and supports. And then we have coaches who are specifically school based. Mm -hmm. So 
my point in giving that history is we've experienced mm-hmm. ed techs in the schools in a variety of different ways. So I think that informs some of the things that we have, you know, learned over the years about what works mm-hmm. well. And one is, although I love our IT roots, I would say first and foremost principles, your ed tech coach is not just an IT fix-it person. In mm-hmm. fact, and depending on how you're set up, they may not be that at all. And so look beyond just saying, can you fix XYZ in my school and really start moving towards, can you teach, can you instruct XYZ in my school and help have that ed tech coach be the key to making um, technology just part of teaching mm-hmm. instead of something separate, different, optional. Well, and to add on to that, I really believe I was most successful at schools where I had a relationship with the principal, where the principal always knew when I was in their building, when we actually sat down. And I know principals are so busy, and so I never wanted to push my way into their time. But if I could ever meet with my principal just to find out what the school's mission and goals was um, to make sure whatever I was coaching teachers on was in line with what the principal was really hoping teachers would be doing in their classrooms. Because I think we've seen with ed tech um, over the years that there's a lot of shiny, fun things Mm -hmm. that teachers get excited about. And then when they start doing it, like Katie was saying, kind of the educational value and purpose tends to go out the window. And I'm a huge proponent. I think my new... My new stage of my new platform as ed tech is no longer separate. It needs to be part of curriculum. So I think a big thing is communicating your goals as a principal to your ed tech so they can be coaching teachers on what they should be coached on. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about that idea that you were sharing about having, how did you phrase it? That was good. You said that meeting with the principal and you didn't want to infringe on their time. And I would turn that a little bit and say, if you are a principal and you have an ed tech coach, or a tech coach, whatever you call it, then that person becomes an extension of you as the principal, I would say. And so if you can use that person to your advantage to get things done that need to happen so that you don't have to do it, that is not a waste of a principal's time. That is a very good use of that principal's time. So for example, when I was assistant principal in Canyons, um, PJ was our ed tech coach for a short while. And it was really good because having been in that arena myself before, I knew what she could do and what she was able to do. And so when she came over and then Kelly was our tech coach also, I mean, hello, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when, when those two were there, then we had that opportunity to say, here's the things that we need to happen. Here are the, the things that need to be done. I need you to work on that. And then I had confidence in their skills that I didn't need to worry about it anymore. So at that time, we were doing a lot of things around student uh, response and whether or not kids were responding to what the teacher was asking, what types of engagement they had, and how many times they would respond. And so that was a really important thing for us. And so we brought in technology to help ensure that kids were responding frequently. And that was something, I don't even remember what we did, because I didn't do it as the principal. The ed tech coach went in and taught teachers how to use different technology pieces to make sure that all kids had an opportunity to respond as something as simple as uh, what I remember PJ's favorite thing was those little popsicle sticks that you pull out of a jar doing that with an iPad, which, you know, whether you need to do that or not, personally, I think the analog is better in that situation. 
but that was a way that she was able to engage in that same thing with us. So I would encourage you to not think I'm wait, I'm, you know, intruding on the principal's time, but rather I am the principal's weapon to go and, and accomplish these things. Maybe not a weapon, maybe a, a tool, <laughs> but you don't really want to be a tool, right? <laughs> well, and something else that I, cause Katie and I are both currently in a EDD program at the university of Utah. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning about leadership and something that I've become a huge proponent of is leading by example, even as an ed tech now, rather than just going into a classroom and teaching or a group of teachers and teaching about a tool. I want to model best practices of using mm-hmm. that tool or whatever it may be. And I feel like leaders have a great opportunity to do that as well. So mm-hmm. if principals, one way to use an ed tech is the principal uses the ed tech and even learns from the ed tech and then does demonstrates what they're learning as a result in the coaching cycle. The term I love to use lately is reciprocal accountability where Ooh, fancy. Is that yeah. sound really good? Yeah, I'm sounds learning like you're things. almost a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost there <laughs> one day, but um, just that practice of, Hey, if I'm expecting my teachers to use the ed tech coach, I should be using them as well. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's a great step. Well, I wanted to go back to what you mentioned about building relationships because Jethro, you had the advantage that you had a relationship with those ed tech coaches that you mentioned. You had done the job, so you knew what they could bring to the table. But not every admin may know that. And so I think that you need to build a relationship as an admin with your ed tech coach to really learn, well, what can you do for our school? What can you teach me? What can you teach our teachers? And for me, a big thing that has been beneficial is when the principal treats the ed tech coach as if they're just part of Mm -hmm. that admin team, which you mentioned, Jethro. And when the ed tech coach is invited to the same meetings that the principal and the curriculum coach are invited to, or team leads, or building leadership teams, or IPLCs, they're there to know what the goals are for the school, and they're there to pipe in and say, I can help you with that. What if we use this tech tool? Oh, I could model this lesson for you. And when they're not part of those conversations, they just feel like they're on the periphery. They feel like they're extra, just like teachers sometimes Mm -hmm. think tech is in their room. So an admin can do a lot to invite and include the ed tech coach to be really a part of that school planning and implementation Mm -hmm. team. And then you know what they can do to help you learn yeah. as a principal and what and so on. And it's been great in Canyons to see that happening. It's not happening at every school, but a lot of our schools will have coaches meetings where it's the, the principal and the achievement coach and maybe their external coach. And because we have we don't have ed techs at one at each building, they have multiple buildings they can't always attend. So it's been great to see principals actually go out of their way to schedule those meetings mm-hmm. where their ed tech coach can be there. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other side where they don't seem to care, and <laughs> yeah. but the ed tech's trying to do their best to coach the teachers. So it's really comes down to those relationships. Yeah, yeah, it does. Absolutely. And and I think that that's great advice to build a relationship with the ed tech coach and then involve them in the leadership aspect of the school. Because truly, anybody who is not a teacher but is supporting teachers is part of the leadership in the school. So, you know, the instructional coaches, the ed tech coaches, you know. Whoever it is, they're part of that leadership team. And I would even argue that the head secretary is also part of that leadership team because if she knows what's going on, then she can serve teachers Mm -hmm. even better as well. So 
it's really important to think of that as as you have a bigger team than you think you do. Now, some uh, principals don't have the luxury of having multiple kinds of coaches, mm-hmm. let alone just an ed tech coach. And so, so there are definitely some challenges there. So in Fairbanks, for example, at my middle school, we did not have uh, an ed tech coach to come in and help, but we had a librarian who basically served as that. And I made sure that she was part of our leadership team because she could bring so much to us uh, through the skills that she had. So one of the uh, challenges or fears with ed tech coaches, especially if they're spread among other schools, is that they can kind of get lost and you don't know when they're coming and going. Mm-hmm. And you brought that up a little bit, but how does a principal have that conversation with the ed tech coach without it being like, you're in trouble because I never see you? Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's setting up expectations. And in our, the way it's running in our district right now is our ed techs from the beginning of the year have a schedule. And they are sharing with their principals and their supervisors, here are the days and times I'm planning to be at these schools and it's shared up front. So right then, the, right there, then and there, the principal knows when to be expecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just not being afraid to have those conversations. I know quite a few principals who aren't, but mm-hmm. they'll say, hey, I haven't seen you. What, where, where have you been spending your time? Um, but I know for me as an ed tech, I was in constant communication with my principals. It wasn't face-to-face, but it was at least email. And I at least copied them on emails just so they knew what I was doing. And I remember one year we were supposed to send weekly emails mm-hmm. to our, even to our supervisors. So he knew where we were at right. and copy our principals on them. And they were, a few of them were like, why are you doing this? I already know what you're doing. But it's <laughs> right. because I had constant communication with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and, and again, you know, understanding and knowing from the coach's side who your principal is and how they uh, best communicate and then vice versa, the admin knowing their ed tech coach can help with like, well, how do we communicate? Send me a text every mm-hmm. time you're here or, hey, just let's do a calendar invitation so we both know what your schedule is. Whatever works best so that you're, you know, not just sending an email off and they're like, why are you doing that? But that you have an understanding of of how your communication will work best. Mm -hmm. I also think, honestly, having a positive approach to that conversation of whatever you're, what are you doing Mm -hmm. at our school? So instead of like, I never see you, you're (laughs) a slacker, get me a new ed tech. Instead, like we love what you're doing at our school. So I want to know when you're here so that I can see the good work you're doing or Mm -hmm. ask teachers to follow up with you or, Hey, I really need you to help me with this specific group of teachers. So let's schedule that and make it more of them feeling that as an admin, you understand how valuable they are and that it's out of a desire to have more of that great instruction happening Mm -hmm. instead of scolding. I never see you. Yeah. Cause I've had principals say that to me and I'm like, Really? Because I feel like I communicate with you so much and I have this huge list of all the amazing things going on. So, yeah, no one ever wants to feel like they've been working hard and nobody knows it and you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it is just a positive spin. Like I said, establishing those expectations. And as the principal, you get to set that standard of Mm -hmm. here's how I want you to communicate with me. And maybe it's just when you walk in the door, come through the office and just wave really quickly or... I mean, every principal is different and every principal has their own style because some may say, I trust you. And I, yeah, I don't know. It just set clear expectations. <laughs> yeah. is, 
Yeah. And, and I think that you have to take a deep breath sometimes if their style isn't necessarily yours. Yeah. I had a principal who, as you said, not just come in and wave in the office so they know you're there, but there was an in the office, out of the office physical sign that I was supposed to flip every time I was there. And something about that bugged me so uh-huh. much. I'm like, I am a professional. You do not need the doctor <laughs> is in sign to be. But I had just had to take a deep breath and realize, okay. You know what? For what you know, I can talk to them about why that's important, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a big piece of it too. Is if you never talk to each other, all those conversations get much more difficult and awkward. But if you're in constant communication and you're meeting with each other, and you feel like you're on the same team, yeah, those that will happen a lot more naturally, and as transparent as a principal can be to everyone, but to the ed tech coach. And then as transparent as the coach can be to the principal about their priorities, their schedule, their busyness, the better, because then you understand, oh, that admin is just as busy as I am as a coach. Okay. We're going to have to really work out our schedules Mm -hmm. here. Everything is easier with that kind of openness. I'm thinking you have to have the right person too. Not everyone can be an ed tech which sounds, that sounds really full of myself. Not everyone can be an ed tech. Not everybody can do what I do. <laughs> but I say that because um, I've seen people see what ed tech coaches do and they're like, oh, I can totally go teach teachers how to use Nearpod or whatever. But you need someone who can be, who are self-motivated, they're self-starter. They don't have to walk into a school and say, okay, now what do you want me to do today? Mm, right. You have to be able to walk around, see teachers, communicate with teachers, push your way in sometimes and know where to start with teachers because not every teacher is going to be ready for Nearpod. It might be, let's, let's get you into your email today, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not sure how ed tech coaches get hired in other districts. It might be a school decision in our district. It's a district, you get hired at, at the district level, but it's really finding the right people that, you know, you can work with, that you can communicate yeah. with and that you can trust that they're going to be where they're going to be yeah. when they're supposed to be, because you're right. Ed techs can get lost and people may never know what they're doing if they're not, setting his expectations and communication guidelines. Yeah. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. Visit us.johncatbookshop.com to see the latest publications, whose exciting ideas include overcoming the extrovert ideal in our schools, creating bottom-up transformation that promotes buy-in from all educators, and improving formal and informal continuous learning opportunities for teachers. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes. And the other piece is that you you can have a a coach or an ed tech coach that you just don't get along with or see eye to eye on. And, And that can be really challenging as well because... You know, if if the ed tech coach is like, this is the way education has to be done and you're like the exact opposite, that's really tough. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard for that situation to to work itself out well. And so being open about the communication and expectations is really, really vital for that to happen. And, you know, I've had coaches in my building where I just, you know, I just didn't love it. And I felt like they would be better served someplace else. And not at my school. And so being able to 
have that conversation. I'm sure with you as well, you've been in schools where you're like, gosh, I am like not living up to my potential or these expectations are way too high and I cannot reach them. But I know this other coach could. Those kind of situations do happen. So how do you suggest that conversation is approached by the principal? It's really easy. One thought I had is as simple. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Is as simple as realizing that ed techs, although we definitely are superheroes when we can be, the fact is we are people, we are educators who don't know every answer. Mm -hmm. So part of it is being okay with if you ask your ed tech coach for help with something or to train on something, they may need time to learn it, to figure it out, or as you said, to go find another person in the department that can help. So, you know, be understanding of that. I There were definitely times where I felt I was expected to know every answer on the spot. And I'm like, it's okay for me to say, <laughs> let me look into that. Um, so that's starter. Are you, are you dissatisfied and is it a bad fit because your expectations aren't quite reasonable mm-hmm. or are they reasonable? And it's just, mm-hmm. as you said, priorities are different. So I would, I would maybe look at that first. And then <laughs> when it is obvious that there still needs to be a difficult conversation. Did you have that? I was going to say, have the conversation. I think we're in this mm. culture of nice. Yeah. No one wants to have the upfront conversations. And there's a few books out there. I know Thanks for the Feedback is one. And I can't remember. Radical, Radical Candor. Radical Candor yeah. is a great book. If you haven't read it, read it. Because she talks about how they had a coworker named Bob who basically sucked at his job, but no one had the conversation with him mm. about what needed to be corrected. And so I feel like... Don't be afraid to have the conversation. And there are ways to approach a conversation in a way where it's not coming across as harsh. I am totally guilty of starting conversations with, I'm frustrated with you and here's why. (laughs) I've learned that's not the way to do it (laughs) because that gets them on the defense right at the way beginning. But not shying away from those conversations and giving the person the chance to prove that, hey, okay, I'm not doing what you're wanting right now. You're you're telling me what you want. Give them the chance to actually prove that they Mm -hmm. can do it. I mean, biggest thing is don't be afraid to have those conversations. And I agree. Even Radical Candor, she is very direct, but she talks about you can have those conversations without being a jerk, too. Mm -hmm. But I agree with that because there have been times where, as an ed tech coach or, you know, colleagues have told Mm -hmm. me that their director comes to them and says, I'm moving you to another, another school. Things aren't working. And it's like, wait, yeah, what? Total blindside. Why? I yeah. thought it was working. or And so it's always better if you can have that conversation yourself as difficult as it may be because, one, you may be able to fix things. And, two, if you can't, at least there's not this shady back door. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go totally around you and not give you the professional courtesy to tell you what I'm thinking or the opportunity to improve. If we build a culture of feedback instead, then changes Mm -hmm. can be made if they need to be made or things can be improved. Right. Yeah. And I think that that piece is really valuable because having the conversation directly with them, you don't have to say, I'm frustrated with you. I mean, you can, that's that's (laughs) better than going behind their back and saying, I'm frustrated with the ed tech of my building and you need to move them. And I know that that has happened plenty. And that's that's just not a, a respectful way to deal with another professional, you know. And if you don't have the courage as the principal to have that conversation with one of the people in your building or, and this is what I think happens also, you don't feel like it's appropriate mm. to have that conversation because the way the district is set up, 
with like in canyons, you being hired by the district and then assigned to a school that can make the principals feel like it's not really my person Mm -hmm. and it can make the person feel like I'm not really your person. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we look at it from setting expectations, having conversations, and then working through these challenging issues together, I think we can, we can make a lot of progress in that regard. So the last question that I ask is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you and Camille, you get to go first and then Katie. And you can pause and think about it for a sec if you need to. <laughs> well, That's okay. My biggest thing right now is leading by example. And I, I think in, as leaders, sometimes this gets missed because I've seen it in leaders where they have expectations. They want teachers to do something as simple as like video reflection, mm-hmm. but then they're not doing that practice as well. Right. So it's practicing what you preach and leading by example is my my big thing. Mm-hmm. Good. I think one thing that a leader, a school administrator can do this week is to work on building that positive school culture. Every single person that you work with needs positive feedback. We talk about it all the time with students and what is our positive to, you know, corrective ratio, but what is that with your people, your employees, your staff, including people who may not be under your direct supervision like an ed tech coach. I had someone say to me last week, actually, well, you're a rock star, but you don't need to hear that. You know you're a rock star. And actually, what I was feeling at the time was not a rock star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought, no, I, I don't know that. People don't know that. Yeah. Not very many and not all the time. Right. <laughs> so build that positive school culture. And uh, we've gone to a couple <laughs> sessions with Joe San Filippo. We love Joe. And that's his thing, right? Is you can build culture in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can. So do it this week. Yeah. Positive note, positive feedback, whatever it is, build that positive mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. So I had an experience last year. I usually don't add on to the end of these. Usually you have last word, but <laughs> you, what you said is so powerful. I went through a period where I was like, I really need to express gratitude to those who are, who are the rock stars. And so I made an effort to every single day, go and tell the people who are rock stars that they're rock stars. And it made a huge difference and made them feel so much better. And it was just awesome. So how do people connect with you and learn more from you both? Well, you can reach us both on social media or via email. You can visit canyonsdistrict.org and look for the it's the instructional supports department. So we're both on there. And my Twitter handle is at SassmasterKMB. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Camille Co. So my first name with CO at the end is my Twitter handle. So yeah. And just as a side note, whenever one of my kids is being sassy, we call them a Sassmaster. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because of you. <laughs> I'm honored. All right. Thank you so much for being on Transformative Principle. This is episode 327. You can get all the show notes at transformativeprincipal.org slash episode 327. Hey, this is Jethro. Thanks so much for listening to that episode of Transformative Principle. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I want to remind you, I am going out on my own. So I'm looking for opportunities to help schools implement things that are related to student-driven learning. So if you'd like to work with me, please go to jethrojones.com. And you'll be able to enter your information there and we can schedule a chat to talk and figure out how we can help 
move kids forward and be in control of their own learning. Thanks so much. That's JethroJones.com. Thank you to our valued partner, John Cat Educational. If you are a leader looking to make transformative change by providing yourself and your teachers with professional development that is research-based and rigorous, yet easy to digest and full of practical strategies, check out the latest publications from John Cat. Visit us.johncatbookshop.com to find information or learn more in our show notes.